The Injured Senior Podcast is here to help. Like it or not, the senior and elderly population is vulnerable to negligence committed by medical professionals, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, pharmaceutical and medical device companies, insurance companies, and everyday individuals and businesses. Your host, Steve Heisler, creator of the National Injured Senior Law Center, has been advocating for seniors' rights for over 30 years and is bringing you answers to your questions. This is the Injured Senior Podcast. Well, howdy to all in our injured senior, elderly, and aging population community. Uh, As you know, my name is Steve Heisler, founder and CEO of the National Injured Senior Law Center. And you are tuned in to, yes, another episode of the Injured Senior Podcast. Now, for those of you who are new to our show, the Injured Senior Podcast is a show dedicated to discussing legal and medical issues of vital importance to the injured senior, elderly, and aging community, and to their children, loved ones, and caregivers. I want to quickly say thank you to the National Injured Senior Law Center for their kind sponsorship of this show. The National Injured Senior Law Center represents senior individuals who are harmed through no fault of their own by the negligence of others. For more information, go to InjuredSeniorHotline.com. Also, please check out our new website at InjuredSeniorPodcast.com. That's been uh, a long time coming, and it's it's finally up. You can download our latest special report, The Top Danger to Seniors in the Hospital, by going to InjuredSeniorPodcast.com. Okay. Let us jump into today's show. Uh, There's nothing more despicable than the exploitation of the aging population, let alone any age group. Elder abuse occurs in many forms, including financial exploitation. Now, according to TrueLink, a business that provides account monitoring software for seniors and their families, Financial elder abuse and exploitation accounts for more than $36 billion in losses to seniors. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that is just uh, reprehensible, as I'm sure you're thinking the same thing. Now, Dr. Peter Lichtenberg is here today to discuss financial exploitation of seniors and the elderly. Dr. Lichtenberg is the director of the Institute of Gerontology and the Merrill Palmer Skillman Institute. He is a professor of psychology at Wayne State University in Michigan as well. He's particularly interested in the area of intersection between financial capacity and financial exploitation. In 2013, he published the first nationally representative study on predictors of older adult scam victims. In 2015, he published the Lichtenberg Financial Decision-Making Rating Scale and the Lichtenberg Financial Decision Screening Scale. These tools can be used to assess major financial decisions and or transactions of older adults. So Dr. Lichtenberg, you work with older adults Uh, making financial decisions. Uh, What are 
some of the most um, conspicuous uh, faulty decision making that they make. Yeah, you, you know, to make an informed decision, you really have to have four elements. You have to know what you want to do. You have to be able to communicate your choice. Uh, you have to know why, reason and rationale for doing it. But you also have to understand sort of the implications of that choice and appreciate the potential consequences. And what we find is that older adults who get in trouble, they're making decisions with their heart. So they know what they want to do. They know why. But they're not informed decisions because they don't truly understand or appreciate uh, the, how much financial risk they're putting themselves at and what the potential risk uh, and consequences are and how much money they can lose. I'll give you a quick example. A grandmother, thankfully, she never went through with this. We were able to stop her. She wanted to buy a house for her grandson. He was unemployed. He had no way of paying for this house. She was just going to put the down payment on it and sign, co-sign with him. He'd be, quote, responsible. Well, he had no way of, of doing that. And she was saying, well, this is what I want to do. And, you know, it really makes me feel good. Well, that's her heart. But her head couldn't get around it. And when we showed her and just talked about, you know, well, what would happen if all of a sudden you had to make all these payments? Oh, I couldn't do that. And so we showed her kind of the, the legal uh, when you sign a document like that, you know, what happens? And um, fortunately, in that case, we we're able to avoid it. But it's a good example of somebody not being able to put their head into the decision. And so it's not an informed decision. And that's really what we're stressing. Everybody's allowed to make bad decisions as long as they're informed decision. But if you're not making an informed decision, we're really going to try to help you see the light of day. So uh, how are you able to do that? So, uh, you are uh, heavily involved in, in, in helping uh, elders with situations involving financial exploitation. How are you able to get to them or how are they finding you so that you can help them out? One way that we're doing this is we're working with um, all across Michigan and Wisconsin and other states, Adult Protective Services, their social service agency that investigates all financial exploitation uh, claims. And we've created this screening scale that you mentioned. So we've trained them on our website and get online training and certification, but we also uh, do some coaching with them. And so that they are sort of some of the eyes and ears out there using these scales, being able to uh, identify sort of the shortfall and work with the clients. As they've told me, you know, sometimes Peter, we've saved over a million dollars because the client may have sent $100,000, but we saved the rest because going through the scale, they've come to see the light of day that, wow, they're really highly at risk and they're not going to uh, see anything coming back here. Now, so we're excited about those kinds of, you know, even if we can save $10,000, we're excited about what we can do to intervene before all is lost. So you said about 50% are family uh, exploiters uh, and the other are strangers. Um, yeah. It must, it, it's gotta be very disheartening, uh, when it's involving the family. Um, what do you see most amongst, uh, uh, you know, the family members who are exploiting, uh, their parents or, you know, their grandparents or, or what have you? 
first we see vulnerability in the older person. You know, uh, all of a sudden, maybe uh, they've had to give up driving. Uh, perhaps uh, they've started to have some cognitive decline, or as we said, some loneliness, and maybe some physical disability, not getting around in pain, maybe. And so we see that older person then become a little bit dependent on some help from a family member. And we see this family member then um, maybe become a power of attorney, uh, maybe become a fiduciary another way, uh, start to feel that sense of entitlement and absolute power and just reach in and grab the older adult's money uh, so that we start to see them justify this, the exploitation in their own mind as I'm entitled to this because I'm helping mom or dad out now and uh, I want these other things. How often are they, are they prosecuted or uh, do, they, do they mostly just get away with this or, or are we seeing a trend towards more prosecution and uh, you know, accountability on the part of uh, you know, these uh, family members? You know, state by state, we're starting to see the states try to tighten the laws so that there are some consequences. For example, if you're a fiduciary and you benefited uh, this way through exploitation, you can't inherit, uh, you know, if, if it gets challenged. So that's a good example. But, but really, most people are still uh, getting away with it. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it's very expensive to bring it through the court system. I do work as an expert in the probate system a lot. And it's very expensive proposition for somebody to kind of bring in uh, evidence about this and to uh, actually get accounts frozen and get a, a conservator appointed and so forth, especially if it's challenged. And so um, these exploiters are able to kind of shield themselves through uh, how difficult the system is to work uh, when they're exploiting uh, one of their family members. Do you, uh, is, is there any, uh, I guess, uh, liability on the parts of uh, financial institutions or um, caregivers or whatever who might not, not be, uh, you know, complicit or intentionally complicit, but just negligent and not recognizing that something is not going right? So the Senior Safe Act, which was passed by uh, Congress and, and signed into law in 2019, is really trying to get financial institutions to understand they need to train all of their, everybody that works there, all their employees about financial exploitation, decision making. And we're seeing some benefits to that. You know, uh, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau gets these suspicious activity reports from deposit institution and from money service businesses like MoneyGram or Western Union. They've seen a quadrupling increase in these reports over, you know, from 2013 to 2017 uh, and about $2 billion a year uh, of, of suspicious activity. And so I think the financial institutions are starting to uh, understand that they need to do more. We still need them to continue to be pressured to do more and to actually have some more skin in the game in terms of penalties and so forth, I think because um, they are able to track this. They can see dramatic changes in expenditure patterns very easily. They just have to want to do it and actually make it a policy that, that that's just 
something that has to be uh, looked after and, and definitely uh, examined, right? Right. So how can any of our listeners find you? Obviously, uh, you mentioned the website. What's the website address again? Yep. Uh, older adult nest egg, all one word, dot com. Okay. If they want to maybe email you or somebody yeah. uh, about some issues that they might have, would they be able to email? Yeah, there's a there's a form on that website that they can use or they can email me directly at AA2275 at Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E dot E-D-U. You're not just a spokesperson. You roll up your sleeves and you're actually helping people yourself. So that's... Absolutely. First half of my career was outside of academia as a clinician working with people every day. That's what I love to do. That's great. Um, and if anyone wants to find you on social media, what are some of the social media platforms that you're on, Dr. Lichtenberg? LinkedIn's the best one. Uh, I'm on the LinkedIn platform. Uh, the Institute of Gerontology, which I direct, has a Facebook a platform. I personally shifted off of Facebook just for whatever reason. I don't know. And uh, I have yet to become a Twitter person. So I, I'm, I'm still kind of old school. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you the Facebook thing, you know, my kids tell me that Facebook is, you know, gone the way of the dinosaurs. And, uh, you know, they kind of chuckle when I say I'm on Facebook, but, you know, that's really enough for me. You know, we, we grew up not, you know, not knowing it, there was no social media. I mean, the biggest yeah. challenge we had was the rotary phone, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, that was it or the, or the CB that we had. Um, thanks again, Dr. Lichtenberg. Uh, we really want to have you back because there's so many other issues or, you know, we could maybe, you know, zero in on something that might be a particular issue and do a whole show on that. Will you come back? I'd love to. And thanks for having me, Steve. I really you enjoyed got the it. conversation. Same to you and uh, take care. And I guess good luck to the Lions. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Injured senior and aging population community. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I want to thank again, Dr. Lichtenberg, uh, Dr. Peter Lichtenberg for appearing on the show today. Uh, if you love the Injured Senior Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe rate and give us a review on iTunes. Uh, if you want to share your story on an upcoming show, maybe you've been the victim of financial exploitation. Uh, we would love to have uh, your uh, input uh, and, and have you on the show to give us your experience. Uh, but if you have any uh, other suggestions or comments about the show, uh, you can go to our injuredseniorpodcast.com website and there's actually on that homepage, uh, you can click on leave a message and actually leave a message, which we will get. And then we will get back to you. Or you could always email me at steve at injuredseniorhotline.com. Uh, I, as you know, I answer all emails just like Dr. Lichtenberg. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely uh, want you to reach out to me uh, if you would like to. Um, so until next time, be safe. Uh, looking forward to next week's show, and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Injured Senior Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Connect with us at InjuredSeniorPodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. To find out more or to get help at any time, visit InjuredSeniorPodcast.com or call 855-622-6530. That's 855-622-6530.